the power of PlayStation. <laughs> beyond! 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 243. Yeah, that's right. I had to, I had to put it on Twitter to figure out who did it. I'm your, one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hello, hello. He, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. So, uh, The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Big Daddy confirmed. <laughs> and our favorite Twitter friend, at USP, Shuhei Yoshida. Hello. Shuhei, how are, how are you? Great. Good. How are uh, you? I'm good. No, uh, so, you know, we have a lot to cover. You announced a whole bunch of cool games. The Vita's out now. It's a year later, a year after we went. But first question, how are we doing? Do you, still, you still like the show? How how is how is podcast beyond treating you? As, as a fan, I'd like you know you're a fan. I want to know if we're still servicing your needs on podcasts. So after a year that I appeared the last time, yeah, last year three, I've been listening like uh, consistently like four out of every five episodes. Oh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> well, actually, Ryan leaving the podcast, you know, Beyond Crew was uh, you know shocking. It broke our heart. A, yeah, great, you know, chemistry, but you know, I, I'll never uh, leave. You know, <laughs> coming back, so uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here. Anymore. He's our boomerang. We can't get rid of him. He's one of our anchors. So yeah, he's okay. a pillar of the show. I'll keep. I'll keep coming back to the show. I'm just not on the PlayStation team. <laughs> Well, I noticed that you know some people are you know saying that you are getting a little bit you know nastier these days. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. made a lot of PlayStation predictions last yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. did not. Did totally not making fun of you know some of them was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were meant they were meant to be fun because I'm really bad at actual predictions. So that that's the only reason why I did fun predictions. Because I, I never actually predict the proper. Our predictions are always wrong. <laughs> See, I, I wanted, I, they were almost wishful thinking predictions, some of them. Uh, you know, I wanted to give you a hint, like, you know, oh, and now say you bought Quantic Dream, and then, you, and then you have the documents all signed, you know, the week between E3 and the last podcast, and then everything's all set. Well, it was so fun listening to your, you know, predictions. I was counting, you know, how many of you <laughs> uh, really, you know, I believe uh, I won. I was 0 for 5. Yeah. <laughs> I won this time. Really? Yeah. No, I'm pretty, I thought somebody, We can go so, through all of them. So, all right, we'll Someone tallied. No, we'll do it. We can do that in a different, on our first Tuesday episode. Next week. <laughs> we shouldn't make Shuhei sit here while we count off predictions that came true. Uh, Shuhei, how did E3 go for you guys? Well, it's uh, still, you know, second day. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is the last day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's been great. It's been great, but you know I've been getting lots of uh, tweets, you know, from uh, people who watched the press conference. And yeah. The number one uh, question is, you know, where's the PS- PS Vita games? And uh, you know, people who only watched the press conference, you know, I understand, you know, now I understand that, you know, you know, we have a lots of PS new PS Vita games on, on the show floor. We have 25, you know, and Colin, you've been, you know, covering the game. That's, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the number one goal from our PR department, you know, was to make the conference shorter this year because we've been criticized, you know, to hold a long, you know, press conference in, in the past years. You know, one of the journalists in the last last week noticed that uh, tweeted that you know so you know Sony just you know, finished last year's conference last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was the focus. So you know the you know we went through the a uh, very rigorous you know uh, review of the all the content that we can have for the conference and uh, made a really uh, tough choice. You know because we have a lot to cover. You know PS3. You know PS uh, Move. You know PS Network. You know our. Uh, uh, exclusive contents and third-party con- contents, and you know PS uh, Suite now PS Mobile uh, um, initiative, and PS Vita. So you know um, when we packed all these things into you know what we thought uh, was 80 minutes conference, uh, we you know probably missed the perspective if uh, people you know who are just waiting for new PS Vita games information, you know, we didn't, you know, provide. You know, we totally uh, underrepresented in what we have, you know, for the show. Sure. So. so if you could go back and do it again, would you take out Wonderbook and put that in? <laughs> 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 that, 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 
is a big debate. <laughs> yeah, because because we are all totally aware, you know, the uh, in three, you know, the audience is predominantly the core gamers sure. and the media people, you know, less about you know general media. Uh, so there's a you know big uh, debate, but uh, in one book is such an important initiative for us, and uh, uh, we wanted to reach out to you know uh, millions of people who are you know watching E3. So you know we decided, and because it's very appropriate for Andrew House to come out and from very bigger, larger SCE uh, uh, perspective to talk about. Um, new initiatives like Wonderbook or PS Mobile, so we put that in. Gotcha. So, Colin, what do you want? You want? What what's your burning question, Colin? What's number one. I mean, we're talking about PS Vita already, and, and it's kind of refreshing to hear that maybe you you feel like you you guys underrepresented what you guys really have on Vita and stuff. Um, uh, that's cool. Um, but I think what, one of the, the things we noticed most was Call of Duty, especially in the West. Um, no footage, no screenshots or whatever, but the game's coming out this year. And I think that kind of concerns me and a, a lot of other people. Is the game ready? Who's developing it? Is it really different than Black Ops? Don't you feel like that that would have been a great game to show people like running? Yeah. Totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agree. Yeah, we did confirm, you know, the right. title is coming out. You know, we confirmed the name. And, uh, you know, I don't deal directly with the third parties, you know, relations sure, right. and discussions. All these things happens. Um, you know, on the other side of the uh, organizations, and you know, apparently there's discussion and uh, decision made to announce the title, confirm it, uh, but not to show. Okay. This time, Activision trying to pad their pockets or something like that. <laughs> said they want to do their own Call of Duty press conference, probably. I don't, I don't think that's gonna no, happen. that's not how no, it works. So. Right, but didn't, didn't Assassin's game look good? You know how I feel about American history, shoe guys. So I, I think Assassin's Creed <laughs> Three is, looks phenomenal, and Liberation I think looks really cool too, especially because yeah. it's gonna. Launch with this this guy right here. White, yeah, white. yeah. I'm pointing at the white uh, Vita. You want me to take a photo like we did last year yeah, when yeah. you pointed at the uh, Uncharted in the middle of it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Didn't no one believe it was actually gay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one ever believes anything. Oh, Colin's gonna do a creepy pose with it. Yeah, you get in there, shoot. You do a creepy pose with him. Yeah, maybe right. not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, okay, that's a great one. That's a one. So, comments. What have you? Hmm. Uh, in general, I thought that. Well, I, I think that it was why. I'm sorry, I don't have a specific Vita thing. I wanted to actually say that I thought it was really wise that you ended conversational with, like, podcast. Last of us. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought so. I heard. By the way, did, I don't know if you. I, we were all you know watching in the war room. You, you gentlemen were were there, but uh, did was the controller dropped at the end of, yes. a, of a demo? Okay, that was amazing. That was yeah. the <laughs> most amazing moment of all. I, Bruce knew. Bruce. That was why the Last of Us is the demo that stands out. I mean, it was a great book ending, right? Of coming out with Beyond. Again, my lawyers will be in touch. Uh, coming out with Beyond. Um, and then ending with The Last of Us is because, yeah, like, Last of Us came out and, like, there had been so much talk, right? Like, Jack introduces everybody, somebody comes out and talks about the game, and Last of Us, it's pitch black, Bruce comes up from Naughty Dog, picks it up, plays the entire thing, then drops the controller like a mic, throws his hands up in the air and walks out. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> no, I somehow totally missed that part, but that I was watching the actual feed, and that I, I think that was a really strong way to end the show. Um, and any any concerns I may have had beforehand were uh, were alleviated, at least to a degree. So. You guys must be extraordinarily happy with, it, with the way that game looks and the, the reception it's getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting, you know, watching the rehearsal the day before the press conference, and, yeah. and I didn't, you know, uh, I have a chance to see the demo, you know, until that time, and I was like, oh my god, high fiving with. All right, so jumping back a little bit. Now, you see, I don't, I, I, we had this same conversation last year, so I'm trying to touch back on our touchstones there. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about how well The Last of Us is, how happy you are with it. What's going on with Last Guardian? Like, that was the big thing. Colin, of course, his bonehead prediction is that it would have been at this show. It would have been... I thought it would throw people off because I said that the game was permanently in development hell, and now I was going to throw it up and be like, maybe, maybe it's uh, ready to go. Yeah. So what are the questions? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the, what's the status right now of Last Guardian? Is it I mean is it still a production that's yep. happening? And yes, yes, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, you know they are you know the team is you know working hard in Tokyo, and uh, there are certain you know technical you know uh, issues they are working on. So this is a period time in a project that you know from the you know outside you know and we don't see much progress. Oh sure, 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 sure. But the engineers are you know working really hard to get some of the issues to sort out. So we are waiting for the time that we can, you know, confidently talk about, you know, timing and, uh, you know, final, you know, uh, 
What's next? Yeah, yeah, scope of the project. Okay. So, are the rumors, uh, I don't think they've ever been confirmed, but are the rumors true that Team Eco is getting help from Sony Santa Monica and other studios in, in finishing the game? Well, you know, you know um, in World War Studio, we have uh, fantastic, you know, talent, techn- you know, technical talent. So we've been getting a lot of help from other teams in terms of, you know, uh, looking at the code and uh, you know, giving some advice, uh, you know. So, so it's not like Santa Monica team is working on the title, but right. you know, we have getting some advice uh, from you know many you know people, including you know, people in Santa Monica. So, sure. Are you can are you guys at all concerned about the stigma the game's kind of developing as far as it being in development so long and that it can never? It's kind of honestly something similar to happen to Gran Turismo Five, which was that it was in development for so long that. It could never reach the height that people thought it was going to be. This this amazing game. It it, it seemed, Are you afraid that it's, it might disappoint people because it's been in development for so long? Mm, it depends. It, it, it really depends on the final you know shape of the game. Um, you know people um, has has really high expectations because of the you know titles. Uh, you know whether some you know the eco teams uh, last uh, two titles quality. So um, you know the uh, I was not expecting. You know, I, I took like uh, many interviews through this uh, E3, and uh, nine out of ten interviews, you know, the first question was, <laughs> "Where's the last guy?" So, you know, I was kind of expecting that people kind of, oh, okay, you know, we've been asking the same question, you know, for so many times, and uh, let's, uh, you know, wait for us to come back with the news. But that's not the case. So, so. Um, so I, I'm, I'm amazed, the, you know, still their high you know, expectations, and uh, you know, that really uh, confirms our beliefs that we have to continue to, you know, uh, strongly support the team. Sure. I mean, the only reason we're asking, right, is because we're getting asked from our readers and fans oh, and listeners. Okay. So, you know, I mean, yeah. they're so adamant about like wanting to know what's up with that game. I think that's why you're seeing it. Probably every other outlet, you know. They got a lot of Xbox fans talking about whatever, but then there's a few PlayStation people who, for some reason, don't just come to us with everything, but whatever. But uh, they should. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll come around eventually. Yeah, yeah they, they'll, we'll get them all eventually. America's number one podcast. America's the, mo- the most beloved podcast. <laughs> okay, the most beloved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, of course. Uh, so then, again, looking back at last year, we were talking at that time about the PlayStation Vita coming up. Mm-hmm. Now it's out. You know, I mean, what's been your reaction? You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like it's been one of those things where we put up the news about numbers, this, that, the other. We review the mm-hmm. games. We like the games and stuff, but it seems like it's still trying to get its ground. Mm-hmm. You know, stand its ground. What, what, what's your take on it? Well, in terms of the system itself and how you know it has turned out and uh, what the reactions you know we are getting. From you know people who purchase, you know it's it's great. You know we worked so hard with the hardware teams in you know, for the last you know three years to uh, make this system as you know best as possible to make games on. And uh, you know we are I'm so happy how this you know has turned out. And I myself have been spending a lot of time you know playing game. You know because I travel so much and uh, you know it, 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 there's nothing like PSP that before. You know while I'm uh, away uh, from home, I can still you know play uh, very deep you know games. You know I I almost platinum the Unity Star team. I have only seven more. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still playing both the Japanese and the American? Yeah 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 yeah. So you're crazy. Uh, both of, both of the uh, come you know coming closer to. Yeah yeah those MVPs they, you can't fool around with them. Yeah, yeah I, I platinum resistance. Before yeah, yeah. You, start thinking, you almost can't not platinum resistance when you play. Yeah, well, yeah. So, but there are certain things, you know. Uh, we still have to work harder, you know, in terms of you know firmware and system applications. And, and I'm very happy to be able to announce that in the next firmware update, we are adding the PS1 Classic support. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the number one thing I've been getting, you know, requested sure. from uh, people. And number number two actually was YouTube support, and uh, you know we are you know doing it uh, later this month. And uh, so and and uh, you know there are other things like. We have to improve the web browser. You know, it's you know, uh, it's usable, but you know, it can be you know, better. So that you know, team in Tokyo is working really hard, and our network service group is you know, working hard to add more you know services to PSP. Uh, so um, and of course, the most important thing is to get more games and uh, games to take advantage of the PSP the features. You know, as is as well as uh, you know how you can use PSP with PS3. So at E3 timing, we reconfirmed, you know, the some of the you know features, cross-platform features, uh, we classified into categories and uh, you know added you know actual title example uh, to show 
that these are the examples of things you can do, you know, with PSP and uh, PS3. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in, in my mind, you know, it, we are just starting with PS3, uh, PSP, and it's just in you know, four months, you know, since the launch, and uh, we are still trying to show to the world and developers and consumers these are the thing, kind of things you know you can do and we can do on PSP. So that's the focus. And in terms of the sales, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was the thing. Like, yeah, you, 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 you hit the bullet points now. But, like, I mean, are you concerned? I mean, or is it one of those things you know things that are coming that you know, like whatever? I'm not worried. Well, about. in terms of sales, that comes when we achieve the goal that we are, you know, working on. You know, there are many bullet points that you know we. And so, so it comes, you know, as we uh, work on these. Uh, uh, things, you know, because we have really confidence in the longevity of this platform. Sure. And uh, so, yeah. So, is it, so you guys are really looking at, at the long game with it because you know one thing we always talk about. Because I, I pay close attention to to the Japanese market as much as I can because I'm I'm just kind of interested and fascinated by it. And you always see on Media Creates top twenty software list mm-hmm. uh, PSP games, new PSP games, lots of new PSP games. PSP hardware is outselling Vita hardware two to one or more. The Europe's just got a new PSP. Yeah, you, Europe's getting a new PSP. Do you think it seems like there's a conflicting message there with people like you, new PSP games are still being announced, PSP is still being sold? Um, are you concerned that maybe all this should have been folded into Vita to make it sell more? Or is it really like a long term? Like you're going to look at this thing in five, six, seven years, it's still going to be on the market. You're still going to want it. Is that really the way you're focusing? You're, what you're focusing on right now with PSP and Vita? Well, yeah, the platform transition is a very delicate thing to manage. And as far as you know, Japanese market is concerned, there are still so many people you know, using PSP and uh, still purchasing PSP. And uh, you know, third-party publishers have you know, long-standing franchises they are working on, on PSP. So you know, uh, our third-party relations team has been in constant discussion with those people what the right time you know, for them to consider you know, move, you know, franchise from PSP to PS Vita, mm-hmm. or some, you know, companies are considering in you know, both PSP and PS Vita versions with, you know, additional, you know, uh, improvement on PS Vita. So that transition will happen, you know, over time. And if we declare that no more PSP, you know, everybody should go PSP there. Which you know. you've heard him say it. That's Colin's thing. He wants you to march into these third-party developers <laughs> and say, anything you're making for PSP, make it a Vita game. Yeah, but there are certain things, you know, PSP you know, that we have to achieve to be able to consumers, especially younger, you know, generations. You know, that's the main, you know, market in Japan now. Uh, so uh, compared to PSP, you know, including, like, a price point. Right. Yeah, so. so you're talking about, you know, a while ago about cross-play and how, you know, the Vita's thing is that it goes back and forth with the PS3. This is this unique relationship that it has. And now, you know, you, a Sly Cooper is doing it. PlayStation All-Stars are doing it. How are you tackling uh, pricing to get this thing? And I'm not saying for any of the games I specifically mentioned right now. That's not what I'm saying. Because I know those haven't been announced and you'll somehow dodge that question. But I mean, <laughs> in general, like, you know, like Blu-rays still do it where you buy the Blu-ray and you get the digital movie inside. Is there a possibility of ever getting that to that point with the, these games? Do you like that? Like, uh, you know, Blu-ray and the DVD and digital copies in one package? For, for Blu-rays, no, because I'm just buying everything digitally off Voodoo no. or whatever. But for games, sure. Especially for this, because that's what we're always talking about on Beyond, right, is the fact that you know, what the way you sell Vitas is to show people that they can't live without one. So if people are buying PS3 games and they're buying, what you know, a Game X and inside Game X is also the Vita version, then they're like, well, I've already got three Vita games. Why don't I go out and get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you think we agree? I bet you do, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, just before the show, we announced that, you know, for sound shapes, yeah. when you pay $14.99, you get both PS3 and PS Vita version. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do agree that we, we want people to own both PS3 and PS Vita versions of our games, you know, because these have, you know, great, you know, cross-platform features. You can create, you know, uh, your song on, you know, sound shapes on PS3 and continue your creation on PS Vita and share with your, you know, friends. And uh, so, unless, you know, we provide some easy, you know, ways for people to own both versions. You know, we did, you know, the same thing with uh, MotorStorm RC. Uh, so uh, we are already thinking um, product by product how we can make it easier for people. You know, certain products, you know, have, uh, you know, certain, you know, cost you know, sure. attached to it. So we cannot, you know, provide everything, you know, um, as bundled. Uh, for example, uh, when we launched MLB, uh, the show 12, sure. 
you know, we worked with a retailer partner so that, you know, when you purchase both PS3 and PS3 versions, you get, you know, discounts. So, you know, we are looking at, you know, different options for uh, Slide Cooper game and uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale game, you know, because we want people to have both versions to, you know, experience what we've been working on. Sure. Cross-platform. Cool. So then, All-Stars, are you a playable character on the disc or are you going to be DLC? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I the playable. Yeah, you a playable character. You get in there. You can <laughs> punch I Big Daddy. Playable, I don't think that's the right, you know, decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your manager. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'll be your manager. You're underestimating your Twitter followers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I prefer Kazuhirai to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of people. Yeah, there you go. You got a whole DLC pack right there. <laughs> the Sony executive. <laughs> so one of the questions I have, and I'm not sure how in depth you can get about this, um, is I guess the state of the first party studios. Um, one thing that concerned me as a, a very long time PlayStation fan, had my finger on the pulse for a long time, is that uh, two studios were closed this year after, really, except for Incognito, a studio never being closed. So is Sony trying, you know, with Zipper and, and Big Big kind of being removed from the, the situation, is Sony trying to kind of more focus on uh, its more successful studios, more successful properties, or is it? Are, are you guys looking to still expand the first party and continue to purchase and develop new studios? To create your exclusives, what's kind of the what's kind of the tack that you guys are taking? Well, yeah, we approach um, each you know project um, like a business. It's very organic decision. When a studio or IP becomes successful, you know people want you know sequels. You know we look at you know what we can do with you know the IP, and if it makes sense, continues. And uh, if the uh, studio has an uh, ambition to become, you know, uh, larger or do more things, you know, become two teams, you know, three teams, you know, we kind of, you know, work out the, you know, plan with each individual, you know, studios. So, um, it's an organic decision and uh, in terms of overall uh, investment, you know, we've been, you know, actually increasing the spend. And when you look at, and it, it's a very difficult decision to close the internal studios, you know, um, compared to, you know, finishing the uh, uh, partnerships with, you know, independent third party uh, developers. Uh, because the in relation with, you know, external uh, teams is uh, on contract. So it's a, you know, um, uh, equal, you know, partnership. They have the same um, say in terms of if we continue, you know, the relationship. But in terms of internal teams, it's really difficult to uh, shut down studios like we did earlier this year. But because, you know, the game development really takes um, great chemistry of people and a great IP to work on, and uh, overall, you know, uh, business, how it's going in terms of the focus, what technology, or, you know, kind of games we want to be made. Um, sometimes, you know, we want to shift resources from certain area to the other. And, uh, you know, while we shut down to studios, we are increasing the investment in some other teams. You know, you might, you, you know, you might have noticed, you know, some studios used to be, you know, uh, one team, you know, studio become, in becoming two teams. Like Nordido. Yeah, like Nordido, you know, and the, some other... Uh, like Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so overall, we are continuing investment, but we constantly making, you know, looking at each individual, you know, titles and teams and uh, making decisions. And can we, I mean, I know, I, I know you can't be too specific about this, but can we still count on you guys to acquire and develop or create new studios, or is it really... Is it really just where I, I understand you're, you're investing more in what you already have, but is, are you guys still eyeing certain studios, certain teams that you kind of want to acquire? Mm, you know, as you are very familiar with how you know we approach the acquisition, we've never acquired a developer who we have never worked with before, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a, again organic you know development of relations with external you know development partners. When we have the you know couple of games that you know we have made successful, you know created IP, and uh, you know uh, have you know created really trusting strong relationship, um, you know because it takes a really strong uh, trust between the uh, team uh, of development team and the publishing 
side, not only you know our production team, but also with our marketing you know, and support groups, um, to uh, to realize the you know the uh, potential of you know whatever the team has you know come up. So you know, uh, you know we are very cautious in terms of making it more official by you know acquiring external partners, but. Once we have a strong product, you know, together, you know, created, and we have, you know, agreed on the future ambitions of the studio and IP, you know, it's kind of naturally, you know, come up the conversation, you know, because uh, we have the trust. We want them uh, to continue to work on our platform, sure. and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, creative people are managing the studios, and uh, these days the investment for one product is uh, getting bigger and bigger. Uh, it's uh, you know one thing to manage you know to twenty people uh, if you know our next project doesn't happen for a couple of months you know it, you know they may the management may be able to finance those couple of months you know for the twenty people but you, if you have eighty people you have to kind of you know pay monthly it's going to be a huge pressure uh, so especially when the creative people are managing studios you know sometimes you know they want to focus on the creative side of, side of making games and uh, becoming a part of larger publishers kind of help out that stress. Uh, so, so that's the main um, reason, you know, when we go into the, you know, conversations and, uh, you know, acquire, you know, developers. So there's no beginning or the end of these activities. It's just a, you know, a regular thing that we look at. Yeah, that's a really important point, I think, for listeners at home, right, is that that's why people are so willing to come on and be an exclusive developer, because then they just get to make games. You guys worry about pay, writing the checks, whatever, and you you know, you, you walk in and you tell them, you know, make this awesome game, here's as much time as you need, the kind of thing like that. But for you, then, what's the flip side of that? What, what's the benefit to Sony right now? And this, uh, stick with me for a second, because I know it sounds like a dumb question. Obviously, you're getting great games out of it, but is it in a way future-proofing? I mean, right now, obviously, we're getting great games on Vita and PlayStation 3 from all these first-party developers, but, you know, three years, or not three years, three generations of consoles from now, if, you know, this, if TVs are moving to the point where they can have everything on there, is it that you're, you have this warehouse of studios who can produce content for you and keep, you know, Sony just becoming basically a publisher of games? Basically, a publisher of games yeah. and get out of platform business. Yeah, not know? that I'm saying, not that I want that or saying that's happening, but I'm saying this is like part of it, right? As far well, why you want people under your, you know, umbrella. He's saying like with the like in the future in which consoles are solid state and unified, you know, which is what everyone assumes where there'll just be a box. It's not Sony. It's not Will there even be a box or, or it'll just, just be a TV? It'll just be a TV or yeah. a service, and Sony just publishes games. I guess is what Greg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of technology, how the tech is going, I think you know it's the one more you know cross platforms and convergence you know going. And uh, like uh, you know, when you look at all the uh, 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 press conferences, there you know no lack of talk about their second screen and third screens and uh, you know network services, cloud gaming services, mm-hmm. and the uh, games will be everywhere. Yeah, so we, you know, sub- subscribe to the idea as well in a longer term. So when you talk, ask me about the how, you know, we should or we, you know, could keep investing in making games, and uh, you know, to me, the IP and the content is always the king. You know, if we have a strong content, we find the outlet. You know, of course, we are the first party, you know, uh, development group, and uh, the. Um, the traditional model is we publish games only on you know PlayStation hardware. But uh, when you look at the new initiatives like uh, you know PS Mobile, mm-hmm. we are trying to make uh, redefine the PlayStation platform you know out, away from the dedicated PlayStation hardware that we sell, but to be more software-based you know platform to go uh, across you know different devices. And uh, it may sound a baby step, but you know, uh, when we talk about in you know, a longer term, we are definitely thinking about how the tech will converge and become more and more um, um, unified or uh, 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 easier, you know, access to contents from different, you know, kind of uh, devices. 
including you know some people talk about you know refrigerator with the you know touch screen yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know so you know uh, people will have contact to game contents you know more and more um, in their life in the future and we PlayStation has to transform ourselves to be able to reach to these new opportunities it was, it's funny that you brought that up because I was just thinking about how wild it would be if we saw at some point in the future, like PlayStation games on Steam or something, sure. like they were, you know, just develop, you know, putting it on all as many platforms as possible, or on a streaming service. <laughs> I keep hearing rumors. Yeah. About. Should we, should we like Gold Farm talk? No. Nope. <laughs> all right, fine. Remove the duct tape. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Mister Yoshida. What's your favorite soup? At SF Soup on Twitter. So returning to crossplay for a moment. Yep. You know we've seen um, with the All Stars announcement with MLB the Show, there are a lot of good first party examples of how to do crossplay, how to do PS3 to Vita. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm curious how important you think it is for the future of the Vita to have third parties do that because you know we have Street Fighter Cross Tekken coming. We have a few examples, but like Greg wrote a famous article about how Madden wasn't yeah. doing it right with Vita, and you know especially after the Call of Duty announcement, how important is crossplay and third party to you? Hmm, hmm, hmm. How important for what is the you know right question? I think you know cross-platform you know features is one of the uh, uh, possibility of PS Vita. You know what PS Vita brings to the game. And just like you know there's a backtouch, there's a you know gyro camera, you know 3G connectivity. There are many things we have put into Vita, and uh, PS3 PS Vita connectivity is. is uh, you know, another example. So it's not like uh, every game has to make use of everything. And uh, if they do, you know, you are very you are ready to trust any, you know, Oh, come on, really don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the feature yeah. doesn't work, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so it's very important for us, platform holder, to communicate what it is that you know, each feature can, feature can do uh, to development community. And uh, when they understand uh, correctly, you know, what it does, you know, they will think about the way that they could use, you know, each feature to their, you know, game. So sometimes, you know, we don't really have, even have to try to convince uh, developers, you know, developers find out the feature and uh, put it in, like uh, the launch title, Marvel vs. Capcom game, you know, I didn't know, you know, they put in the cross-control feature, you, you know, if you have both PS3 and PS Vita versions, you can use PS Vita touchscreen to kind of, you know, quick access to some, you know, uh, uh, some actions. Uh, so, uh, it's really important for us to you know, answer your question, to communicate to the development community and uh, provide an easy kind of way to use the features. But if you ask how important it is for third parties, it really depends on the title in mm -hmm. what they do. And you know, with all the talk of crossplay, what I'm most interested in is, you know, Vita came out somewhat late in PS3's life cycle. I know that you guys have the 10-year life cycle and you want to keep it going, but... Rumors are heavy that Codename Orbis, whatever it's going to be called, PlayStation 4. Uh, Probably should be called Beyond. They don't want to sell everything else. Uh, you know, I know, obviously that's in the works and, and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm curious, you know, with, with PS Vita and PS3 talking to each other, is Vita going to talk to the next generation console too? <laughs> that's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course we are not talking about the next generation of uh, PlayStation. But the you know as we invest more on the network services, and uh, it's not just uh, PSP and PS3. You know we are you know now part of larger Sony. You know Kaz Hira is being the CEO and president of Sony is a you know great thing. You know we I I you know we moved the office headquarter office in Japan of Sony Computer Entertainment to the big you know headquarter building of Sony. So we occupy two floors of like 20 floor big giant city. They call it Sony City. <laughs> um, so so uh, there are a lot more you know, opportunities for us to uh, talk to uh, other departments of Sony, like uh, people who are making TVs or who are making you know, digital cameras, and they are eager to work with us. They kind of also discovered us. You know, when we started Sony Computer Entertainment, the, the independence was really important for us because I was part of 
and uh, you know, and so we develop our own culture, our own way of doing things, you know, away from Sony. But now, you know, back in Sony, and uh, we are finding with each other. Oh, you do that. You are thinking that you you have that kind of tech. So uh, not just in you know, the PS3 and PS Vita. You know, we are talking about how better we can connect. You know, with other Sony devices. That's another thing. We you know, Sony constantly get criticized. You know, two different you know devices don't you know work well with each other. So you know, as things move to more network and cloud based, you know, it's becoming easier. To connect different devices, and uh, we, are, you know, you know, in talk with you know Sony people, you know, each department is very secretive. You know, they are trade secret, right? <laughs> you know, we hate to get something disclosed before we announce, right? But it happens. You right? must hate a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hate when it happens. So each you know department you know really is secretive in terms of their you know two year or three year plans. You know especially when it comes to the product specifications. But now we are kind of talking openly, you know, with each other. You know, under the very strong you know uh, guidance from you know Kaz Hirai. Yeah. So you know, TV Group is you know, looking at how better to work with you know PS3. You know, and uh, PSP and PSP, you know, something like that. You know, and uh, digital camera uh, imaging group is creating the PS3 applications to be able to easily manage their, you know, consumers' photos or videos or you know, edit things and share with other things. So these things happen more and more. So if uh, I no, I, I, I have a follow-up. It's cool. It's, it's that is that more open culture really important to Sony overall? Because I mean, I know that the, the, the more general criticism of Sony is that that no one had been talking to each other. That something like the iPod could have been developed in Sony or something like that. Um, if the parts of the company were talking to each other, and I know, you know, Sony's market valuation is about one sixth of what it was ten years ago. The stock fell below a thousand again for the first time since the early '80s. I mean, is there a lot of concern being now in that more cor- corporate culture? Is there really more pressure on PlayStation because PlayStation seems to deliver where a lot of the other parts of the company haven't been delivering lately. Is there yeah, more yeah. pressure now? Yeah, so that uh, I kind of meant when I said Sony discovered, you know, SCE. Yeah, so what we've been doing, uh, they like what we've been doing. So they uh, come to us and, uh, you know, uh, uh, with some ideas, uh, you know, uh, uh, so so we are now, you know, have really big responsibility amongst, you know, Sony Group companies, you know, because we, you know, develop the PlayStation Network and uh, we have the most powerful, you know, console, you know, in in many millions of people's homes, and we have plans for the, you know. Um, uh, many you know new things that we are not talking about so so you know so it was great you know uh, um, early confirmation when cars announced in early this years uh, uh, that you know gaming you know PlayStation is one of the three pillars of Sony business you know along with mobile products and uh, digital imaging so that's where we are yeah so we, we feel huge responsibility Cool. No. I'm thinking that's one follow up to that. Hey, dirty look, congrats. You hell out of here. Um, so, speaking of communicating with other parts of Sony, you know, Vita is this awesome, powerful device that has so many applications for gaming. Um, Thank is, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there. It, looking forward, is there interest in maybe making it more of a, you know, putting productivity apps on there, allowing it to serve purposes for other parts of Sony, you know, putting GPS or any number of other things? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm a, you know, gadget geek as well, <laughs> as a game, you know, core gamer. So, you know, I really, you know, I, you know, like to see more applications on PSP. You know, of course, the focus, number one priority is, that, you know, game, you know, to get more game, better game. Um, but, you know, I I'm so happy you know we are getting like uh, YouTube you know uh, applications and more you know more fun things you know going on in the world. So one of the uh, outcome that I really like to see from the PS Mobile project is the more uh, companies you know use it to create you know very quickly uh, some nice applications for their services and non-game you know uh, apps you know onto PS Vita. 
So um, as well as you know, in these uh, games, you know that I'm very uh, excited about as well. So yes, you know I like to see more you know non-game applications on PSP. Though I mean, do you think that's something that will open up over time? Is 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 PlayStation Mobile the avenue for maybe you know an indie develop, developer, somebody like you know the guy who's making Retro City Rampage, to be making a little project that he can somehow then get on this big system? Yeah, I, I think the you know entry barrier for making um, PS mobile games is going to be way way lower compared to our traditional model of publishing. You know, you know, it's been um, very difficult. I understand, you know, for our small developers to get the license, you know, to develop games mm-hmm. on our traditional, you know, console. So, you know, some people, you know, who are really focused on making professional games, you know, as a business with some you know, experience, would great to become the official licensed developer for PSP. But other people, you know, including students and individu- individuals, you know, they don't want to go through all that process. Sure. And uh, so, so, so we are providing a way for them to just, uh, you know, click buttons, say some yes a couple of times, <laughs> and, uh, download, you know, SDK, and they don't even have to buy PSP or, you know, uh, Android phones to start developing, you know, contents. Uh, so that's uh, how we are approaching uh, uh, with PS Mobile, you know. And we are still working on the details. How is what is it that the process of publishing the right. finished, you know, contents, and what is it that the uh, rules that we put in terms of what kind of contents are appropriate for PS Mobile? But uh, we, you know, our team uh, is working hard to provide that uh, pretty soon. Gotcha. Let's take one from the, the Twitter here. Uh, James Ross writes into my Twitter, and he says, uh, <laughs> Vita trophies on the PS3, when will we be able to see them? You know everybody who listens to this show. You know we made you a trophy whore. Everyone's a trophy whore. Wow. But right now they're separated. They're in two different categories. I have become one. Yeah. You know, we, we, we said you had them on tap. We <laughs> said you had them on tap. Our only you all- made me one. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, well, you know, I, I knew this question was coming up. <laughs> this is well, I think he included you on the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one question very hard to answer, but uh, because, you know, uh, from consumer standpoint, you know, it's on PS Vita, and uh, it seems very trivial to add that feature on oh, PS3. Sure. You know, we have all the data on the server, it counts. I mean, it counts towards my overall trophy progression. <laughs> it does count. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the issue is you just cannot see yeah. PS3. Uh, but it, 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 it counts, right? Yeah, yeah it counts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know that's not good enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it's more, you know, what frustrates me just more about the Vita and the PS3 connectivity is that it does something so well, like just plugging your Vita into your PS3, downloading things on the sure. PSN, and then it goes right into your Vita. It's beautiful. It's perfect. But then there are things like, yeah, the trophies don't show up. Or, you know, you can see people on PS Vita playing on PS3, but when you're on your PS3, you can't see people playing on PS Vita and stuff like that. Little things like that matter to me because I like seeing what people are playing. I always look at what you're playing when, I, when you're on my friends list. You and Scott mm-hmm. Rodino and Greg and all the other guys. Yep. You know, so I like to see those things. And I mean, I mean, even though it's trivial, maybe there are, are other things that are more important. Can we at least expect that that's going to happen eventually in a firmware update? That's a harder question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one, one kind of way to understand the situation is, you know, PS3 was uh, launched in 2006. And uh, that was the very first, you know, PlayStation platform to have network services integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, PS Vita launched in 2011 and 12. You know, five, you know, six years with five and six years experience of us managing the, you know, network services, you know, understanding people's needs and wants. So one of the things we were able to put in on PSP was the cross, you know, game chat. And um, so, so it's one thing knowing what we want to do, we should do for consumers to design a system. You know, for example, for PSP, but other, you know, when we are developing the very fast network-enabled sure. platform, you know, for PS3. So there are certain things, you know, that might seem, you know, trivial to add in, might actually be a very difficult, you know, thing to do from, you know, technical standpoint. So I'm not saying never, uh, because I'm not a tech person. Yeah, but there are many things, you know, like uh, priorities for the PS3 teams to work on. And unfortunately, it hasn't come to the you know, uh, top level. 
So now, does stuff like that still frustrate you? It's one of those things, you see the tweets. You see someone tweet at you and say, Oh man, when are we getting this? And you're like, well, it doesn't, it's not easy. And you Whoa. can't say that, of course. You just have to li live with these tweets coming at you. <laughs> Where is this? Why don't you, you hear the consumers, right? It's just that this is what we have to do. We're making the product the best we can. Yeah, well, the, uh, like, uh, the non-case they use, yeah, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, sure you get the same. We're a cornucopia language over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, every morning when I wake up, you know, I check my. You get a panini uh, and then you and check uh, the Twitter. You know, <laughs> everything that's the worst thing happening in PlayStation World you know, come to my attention. <laughs> so I have to, you know, forward that to appropriate department. Yeah. And is it true? You know what's going on? And uh, you know, sometimes I I become the first, you know, internally. You know, Sony or SCE to to find out what's you know going on in yeah. the market and uh, you know help those departments to address the issue. So, do you like that role, or does it ever make you man? I want to delete this well, Twitter people, account. People like me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you become quite the Twitter. I mean, everyone loves you on Twitter. Everyone loves you generally. Now, all our readers have become your Twitter followers. They they, they tweet at all of us collectively. Yeah, yeah, I know. They act like we all just hang out all the time. <laughs> Yeah, like, like uh, last year, uh, when I joined, you know, Podcast Beyond uh, at E3, I had, like, about 1,000 followers on yeah. Twitter. And uh, right after, you know, uh, the, that jumped to, like, 2,000. And uh, when I checked uh, last week, I had, I have 10,000. <laughs> so, so I understand there are lots of people who are, you know, beyond business sure. for me. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we talk about you every show. Is that getting creepy yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not to me. Okay. <laughs> but to your family. <laughs> That's because we have, you know, we have the picture we put in the background of all, a lot of our videos. Is that, do you still find that funny, or is that getting a little weird now? Well, no, no, it's no. It, it, maybe a little weird. That's one of the things you know make me come back to because you know you never know what you're talking about me, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah, we're never talking about you. you know, yeah. Or our latest games. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you like and not like. Yeah. I, th I knew the picture was okay because I always tell the story to a Sony PR when we'll be out drinking or whatever that we posted that video and I tweeted it and literally three minutes later you tweeted and I didn't tweet it at you you tweeted back and said I see myself in this <laughs> <laughs> alright so you're just watching everything we post it's fine so I mean I guess you know, we're, we're kind of running out of time yeah yeah How, you, get, you got a burning question here oh I, I just kind of want to I think an interesting way to wrap it up would be maybe to just ask you know if we can expect more announcements from you know, some of the more dormant studios right now soon. You know, I know Girly Games is working on a lot of stuff, Sucker Punch, uh, Polyphony's clearly working on Gran Turismo 6, uh, from all those rumors. Uh, so are, are we going to see more at Gamescom or at TGS uh, about what these guys are working on? Well, we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he has something to say, he leans in really close. Well, yeah, but Colin, you are pretty accurate about the teams that are working on something new that we haven't announced. And, uh, you know, I just said I'm very excited, you know, about what they are doing, you know, individually. So I can't wait for time to announce, you know, these sure. new things. I cannot wait for that time either. <laughs> can't wait for TGS because that's going to be the time. I know. TGS, Sony always has a very powerful presence at TGS. I think that's the <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much just dominated by PlayStation products every every year that I've gone, so. Yeah, and I think, I think that the, the lasting impression, other than all the Vita stuff, was Final Fantasy X out of TGS last year, which we haven't heard anything about since the, the HD collection. Oh, that's true. Was, was think about that. really exciting. Yeah. Uh, you guys are good at that. It was a cool game. Talk to you later. <laughs> There's something you're excited about. Maybe next year we'll show you the logo. <laughs> well, you should all come to TGS. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fun to be in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah I've never been. I'd love to go. Yeah, we always talk about coming and partying with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go get a penny when we're done. Yeah, exactly. Real authentic Japanese food. <laughs> well, Shuhei, it's been a pleasure as always. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Keep listening. Thank you for having me. Keep us in line. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's our pleasure. Yeah. Do you want to, you got anything to say to all the listeners at home before you sign off? Well, you know, I, I really appreciate the people who listen to podcasts beyond and uh, send me tweets and uh, asking questions. Just be uh, nicer about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving feedback. You know, I, I feel connected. You know, to the real people who are playing PlayStation games. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be you know, part of you know uh, beyond community. You know, thank you for for that. No, it's our pleasure. It is absolutely yeah, our pleasure. You. Thanks for not stopping David Cage from stealing our podcast now. <laughs> Beyond. 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 Beyond.
Downed. Down. Uh, Colin, E3 is finally done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the war room. We're tired. Yeah. It's one of those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Jim Sterling, too good. You thought he was your best friend. Look what happened. Mm-hmm. The rattlesnake turned. You thought you could tame a cobra, and the cobra came out of the thing. Although I could trust him. Couldn't. Nope. So there you go. Destructoid, dead to us. Mm-hmm. Except Max Scoville. Yeah, I like that. I like Max Scoville. Yeah. And uh, Dale. Dale's good, too. Yeah, Dale. All right, all you know what? Everybody, even Jim Sterling, he's all right. All right, all right we're back to liking Destructoid. Right. Colin, give it to me. How was uh, the PlayStation E3 conference? E3. How was PlayStation's E3? It's a long day. Uh, the, the PlayStation's E3 was average. Mm-hmm. Average uh, at best. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, there's strong stuff here. There's been, The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls are, are the big games or whatever. But where are the Vita games that I really want to play and care about? You they know? were out there. You, you had you had the you had the Zen Pinball Two. You got the Guacamelee. You yeah, got Guac- the PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, but there's nothing there that's gonna sell anything except for Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed's great. I saw it behind yeah. closed doors. And Guacamelee's on PS3. Yeah. And PlayStation All Stars is on PS3, probably where it belongs. So oh, there's a knock on the Beyond door. Oh. Is it Jim St- Oh, no, it's not Jim Sterling. It's Anthony Guyers. Hi, everyone. Hey, Anthony. I think you guys are... They didn't announce it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see many of the Ubisoft games that we saw also end up with PS Vita versions, such as Splinter Cell and whatnot. They may not be showing that, but I think it's totally... But my question would be, how, how good would those be? That's my question. Mm, I don't know. I, I hope don't. they're really good. Again, I, today I saw Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation totally jumped ahead as my Vita game of the show. My Vita game of the show originally, Zen Pinball 2, totally cool. It'll be out in a couple weeks. It's Pinball on the go, you can turn the thing sideways, so you have a real pinball table, touch things. I'm not even a big pin- pinball fan, I'm going to play the hell out of it. But then I played Liberation, Liberation really is Assassin's Creed on the Vita. It seems, don't quote me for the review. But that's what I'm saying, it seems like they get it right. So maybe the, the, if it seems like someone's going to go and support the Vita going forward. I guess that's true, be, they, they did have, they had Raymond on, the, Raymond, 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 good old, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Everyone's late, Raven. <laughs> they had... Rayman out at launch. They had Luminous. They do. They are supporters of the Vita. No, honestly, the best thing you guys have going for you, uh, as far as <laughs> you guys, the best thing Sony has going for it as far as selling systems is definitely when we finally get to see if that Call of Duty is coming along, hands down. Dude, what the fuck was that? You know that what I mean? A, that was the biggest, I mean, other than Wonderbook, which is fine, cool tech, and, but totally destroyed the press conference. Last night, I was the, talk, we were, we, or you weren't there. Me and Anthony were there. We were talking to Jack Beaster, friend of the show, uh, big up at Sony there, and he asked us what we thought of the conference, and we told him we liked it. Good, good beginning, good end, and we talked about the middle sucking. Again, Wonderbook should have just been a trailer. Mm-hmm. A trailer from the mind of J.K. Rowling. Comes a Harry Potter tale you've never seen. Oh, my Incordium Leviosa! It should, just be like, it should just be like, boom, Wonderbook, come to booth, whatever, to find out more. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. They spent, I really feel like they spent a solid 15 plus minutes on it. Here's, the, here's what it all comes down to. Sony had a goody three. They had a lot of good tomatoes in the garden, but there was weeds everywhere. <laughs> a lot of weeds should have been pulled and thrown out. But the thing is, is that those tomatoes were, you know, champion tomatoes. Like, you know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the big tomatoes you bring to a fair and, and you, you get the up. blue ribbon you get the blue ribbon. Get the blue ribbon because but the thing is is that instead of having big big tomatoes that you only win the ribbon for they should have had little cherry tomatoes that were just sweet sure over sure, sure, you sure. can just eat a ton of well, they and, had and those were there but you couldn't see them because of the weeds exactly exactly because you know guacamole is awesome sunflowers is a really yep. cool game Sephora there's a lot of good Vita stuff coming out. yeah PS1 i like tag tag is free it's an app it's a goofy little thing you already said sunflower retro city rampage a monkey ball works really well in the vita like there's a lot of good vita yeah, stuff yeah jet sets coming and and plus i mean you know third i mean third party uh, Assassin's Creed is going to be good. And, no, yeah, and and you know, Dust Five One Four is probably course, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Really, one of the deepest games I've ever seen. But it's just disappointing that we uh, we wanted more of a focus on on Vita, and it really makes me question what this Call of Duty Black Ops declassified game is all about. If you're not ready to show it, but it's still coming out at the end. Well, of not the only year. that, but we got an email shortly after the Sony press conference. Like the trailer's coming soon. Oh, really? I didn't see that email. And it's, yeah, and, it, and it's like it's like if the trailer's coming soon, I mean, why not just why isn't it just up? Like the, just a trailer would have would have made like the yeah. Vita coverage for the, the just explode. Exactly. That's the thing. You know, I mean if they if you would have come to that show and you would have said, here's Liberation and then right away, here's you know, five minutes of black ops, you would have been like, okay, we would we'd be having a different conversation about Vita. We'd still be saying, should have shown more games. Weird you didn't show more games, but at least there's these two great things coming up. Um, will you buy the white Vita somehow? No. I, I would love that white Vita. I mean, I would love it too, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy another Vita. Alright. I will buy Assassin's Creed Alteration. Oh my god, no. Again, like that's, as soon as I saw that today, I was like, holy shit, yes. I wanna play the hell out of that. Alright, so let's get off the, the strictly PlayStation train. What, what about E3 in general? What did you like? What didn't you like, guys? Um, for me, I, I think, uh, you know, I saw some strong games in Nintendo's, uh, Nintendo's uh, press conference that I liked. I think Pikmin 3 looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, you know, 
Mario Wii U, whatever the fuck it's called, which looks fun. It's the same thing, but as other games. But that's fun. I, I would. Play Anthony Shaker said it's not fun. No, I'm saying I'm saying you're right. You're right. It's just all but their first party franchises. That's what you want. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But I mean, like again, like you know, I played. I only played one Wii U game at the show. Tank, 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 which was which was terrible. The the. Uh, it's just a very simplistic yeah, yeah. game. It look, like the the Wii U, I hope is more capable of, of than what the, what I was showing with that game. Because that game looks not only like this generation, but like really looks like a, an early PlayStation Two. Game. As a zombie fan, Zombie U looked good. I will say a lot of people are talking good about it. Too. It's not surprising that it only looked like this generation because the Wii U is barely, barely more powerful than what we have in this generation. So it's it's really going to not be doing that much more. It's just disappointing. They're confusing. What's frustrating is that no one holds Nintendo's feet to the fire. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about it when we walked into the C3, right? It was their show to lose. Nintendo has had the biggest gun. We have a new console, and we're going to show you what's up. Whereas we knew uh, Microsoft and Sony were going to be like, no, no, we'll hold off and not show anything. And so you went to these conferences expecting awesome things, and I walked away saying, all right, Zombie U looks cool. I am a I'm a 120% behind uh, Super Paper Mario 3D. I love Paper Mario games. That game looked rad. Sticker. But it's, you know, okay. It's a 3DS game. It wasn't like, okay, this is amazing. I have to do that. Oh uh, yeah, and I think with you know Microsoft's press conference, I mean, they're they're on such a different road right now than, yeah. than Sony, and it's working, you know. But yeah. for me as a gamer, I don't really give a shit about what they're doing. You know? Yeah, I, like I, I, they spend so much of their time just talking about Connect. Like, oh my god, like I don't give a fuck about Connect. And and you know they close their, their goes out with Black Ops Two, which is gonna be aw- like I really think Black Ops Two is gonna be awesome. The story's super intriguing. It's totally like in my like really like in my my, uh, my wheelhouse. Or, my wheelhouse, yes. But you know, the, someone made a good point. I made it on, on Twitter or whatever, and I was talking to people like. The tweets. You know, Sony ends with The Last of Us. Yeah. Microsoft ends with Black Ops, which is even their game. Yeah. And then Nintendo ends with Nintendo Land. And this shows just three totally different roads. Now they're going. It's not. It's not, It's a. It's a fork in the road. A three-way fork. In the the thing is, is that at this point, uh, Sony. You know, every year that that uh, that Sony is going. I mean, that Microsoft's going to end with Halo, with uh, with Black Ops or whatever the new Call of Duty. Is. They've done it like every year. But they like, began. It's, didn't it's, they begin last year with 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 Modern Warfare? I 3? guess what I'm saying either way. You're right, actually. So I'm wrong. You but but I will idiots. say. But I'm saying at some point, you know, they're going to hit that beat every year, which is kind of like. But you don't get a Last of Us every year. You know what I mean? You don't get. See, that was the interesting thing. We you know we did a feature today, a video feature of well, who won the conference. Right, or who won E3, and we said Ubisoft because they were the guys whose conference was the most polished. They had well, everyone was showing their games at their conference. Exactly, they had all these great things. But that was the thing when I was trying to make an argument in my head for Sony. The argument was that Sony came out and showed a whole bunch of exclusives, at least awesome exclusives. Beyond in the beginning, Last of Us at the end, PlayStation All Stars in the middle, a few others sprinkled out. Wonderbook, exactly. Wonderbook, yeah. Wonder. Oh God. And then uh, yeah, but you know, Microsoft comes out and it was Halo, and it was Gears, and then it was Splinter Cell, which looks great, but it's coming to. It's going to be on PS3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about how the strongest beginning and end to... Oh, sure, sure, sure. To a, I, mean, I, think, I think Sony wins hands I, down. That's the thing. If you knock out if you knock out Wonderbook and you figure out a way in a sizzle reel to say something as well about PlayStation Mobile, there's no dip in Sony's thing. They, the, Jack makes a comment about PlayStation Move and how, you know, it doesn't need to be. It's added on, yada, yada. Bam, Wonderbook trailer. Bam, PlayStation Mobile trailer, and then we're right back to seeing God of War. You lose no momentum. We would all be sitting here saying, like, it was a great conference. They had a bunch of heavy hitters. Yada, yada, yada. Let's go. Yeah, plus, so let's not forget, I mean, I think two interesting announcements there, or there are even more than that, but, like, not non-game-related announcements was, uh, you know, PSN's going to get 200 games. In the oh, yeah. Game, yeah. Which yeah, yeah, is yeah. awesome. And the PlayStation, PlayStation Plus thing was outrageous. Now, I wanted more out of PlayStation Plus. I mean, the rumors were that, you know, Vita was going to finally be integrated into PlayStation Plus and all that, but still, over $200 worth of games this month yeah. on PlayStation Plus. I think seven of them are retail games. Like, and I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it. I'll say it again. We, we, you know, we've and we said it last week on Beyond. We've been on PlayStation Plus for since day one. We've been saying how great it is, and you can't fucking deny it anymore. Like, if you deny it, you're just not paying attention. Like, that's that's really what's starting to frustrate me. Like, they're shoving it down your throat. It's so good. Yeah. You know? and, and well, that's and, the thing, right? Like, get home and download Just Cause Two. Like, I left off on that, and I gave the copy. I think I think I borrowed the Office copy because I was playing for you know Game of the Year consideration. So are these ones that you can use forever as long as you no. stay a PlayStation Plus member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's sorry. What I meant that it's not just going to be like this month for PlayStation Plus. No, 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 no. You, you download all. The, you can download this infamous two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it, w- someone made a really good analogy. I don't know why I never thought of it. I thought it was a great analogy in the comment section of that story, which was like, why don't people bitch about Netflix? Like, you you, you stream these movies, and then when you stop subscribing, you don't you don't get access to the movies anymore. Sure. No one bitches about that. But with PlayStation Plus, you get all the games, and then when you stop subscribing, you lose the games, and everyone gives it bitches about that. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. Hey, Colin. Who's Colin? 
back and forth. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, I just wanted to see more of Vita. I'm still concerned about Vita. We, we you know, sure. we've talked to people about Vita at Sony. You know, Shuhei doesn't seem too concerned about it. Yeah, I'm still concerned about Vita. I think it needs more games. It, well, it's the uh, whole thing we came into, right? Is that this conference we kept saying needed to needed to one justify your purchase, two explain to you why you needed to make the purchase, and those things did not happen at all. Yeah, and I, so now we're still in that thing of like, what is the Vita? People still have this uh, uh, association with it that it that it is this dead, you know, this lame duck, this dead thing that nobody cares about. I will say I'm glad though that for the first time in forever they didn't talk about the PSP. Like True. Even, even they were talking about the PSP and Vita alongside even when we were in, we were in uh, Gamescom. In Gamescom, and it was like, and we're releasing a new PSP, and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Their messaging was they, so confused, they just and it was they, nice that they just left that behind at this point. I absolutely agree because they, they insist that it's still that's not because you know we have Shuhei about that. Are we going to stitch this in with the Shuhei interview? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this so, is coming after the Shuhei. Okay, yeah. Shuhei's so already so, happened. So you're you got out. this great interview, really polished. We're all on our game, and now you just have this exhausted. We all want to die. Well, so you'll you'll remember that he talked about it, like he doesn't seem too concerned about PSP versus you know because no. like, like you said and you were kidding around, but I would have you know if I was if I was you know SCEJ, I would have been like you're not making PSP games anymore. It's over. Yeah, yeah, it's over. No more PSP games. Like literally, we're not letting you make many more PSP games. You, you bring him the fucking Vita. You put yeah. trophies on them. I don't care if you upres them. Just one trophy, one platinum. Just Play it. Turn it on. Yeah. Buy it. How do you guys feel about the uh, PlayStation Classics coming to Vita? Right. That's like I, Colin and me did a thing about our winners and losers or whatever, and that got on there. And Colin wrote all about it. And my response was, it doesn't do anything for me, but I'm glad Sony's listening. I'm glad Sony's listening to the consumers that do want that. Yeah, it's a major. It was a major complaint. I, I played. I played Final Fantasy VII on Vita, and, and and it ran fine. And and you know they're they're mapping R2 and L2 to the back touchpad. And they're integrating analog stick control and stuff. So it's cool and people have been complaining about that and what's cool too is that you can have it on your PSP your PS3 and your Vita you know the same game purchased once you know uh, and all the games should be available so I think that's really nice I mean it's just they're, like you said they're listening they're not exactly you know Shuhei you know also said that you know I mean they're not listening in other ways in terms of trophy integration and, and like seamless PSN you know uh, oh no well I mean what he said is they are listening they just can't do anything about that at this time you know what I mean they have so many things that are going so many projects going on we think it's so easy right that a PS3 should be able to talk to a Vita and see it all and he was saying it's not, you know. I mean, this was made whatever it was six years ago, and the, this is now, and trying to make them communicate. Right. Which I thought is the excellent point that we do overlook, thinking like, "Oh, you just update the firmwares." Um, that's true. That's you want you want a urinal sandwich? I would like to see that at this point. If we want the Vita to get even more successful, I would like it to see that the PSN sort of library for it grows. Like retail games are fine, and it's nice to hear about retail games, but I just want more like incredible $10 downloadable games. Well, that was I want the, more Mutant Blob attacks and stuff and like that, that. That was the fun thing talking, you, you haven't listened to the Shuhei interview before, but he was talking about how PlayStation Mobile opens that door. They finally get to this point where now you don't need the PS3 and you don't need the Vita debug kit, right? You can make things now, put them into this thing, and then we can start. But he said like the bridge now is how do we get it published? How do we get that published in the PSN? And that's the big, that is the big question for me, and that's the interesting thing. Do we some, suddenly start getting an app store for the PlayStation Network, you know what I mean, where something like that happens? That would make my Vita like my favorite handheld. And the thing I wrote about for E3, and it got overlooked a little bit because it went up during the Sony press conference in the middle of the news. Little Big Planet Vita this time around is doing something like that. Have we talked about this? You and I? No. Little Big Planet Vita this time. You know, you can make games like you could in Little Big Planet 2. However, this time they have in their creation toolkit this thing called the... Uh, I'm going I'm to get it wrong, but it's... The, oh, the, memori the Memorizer. And so you could make a 40-hour RPG for the first time ever and have it now basically you could save. So you could go to the... You could put in Little Big Planet, go to the, you know, the Little Big Planet created things, download all these different games, and they could be this... Don't get me wrong. A lot are going to be shit. A lot are going to be oh, farming for trophies. But there's going to be a 40-hour RPG in there that's amazing. There's going to be a shooter in there that's amazing, and it's going to be these things that you can download for free, play, save your progress, and keep going. That's exciting. That is. Yeah. And of course, Little Big Planet, no release date. Who the fuck knows when that game's coming? I think that one of the things that Sony's doing, though, that with Vita and PS3, is they're doing something that's intuitive, but also counterproductive. And and what, what I mean by that is, Sound Shapes is a really good example. Sound yeah. Shapes was supposed to be on Vita only. They're bringing it to PS3, and now they just they've, they've destroyed the ability of like Sound Shapes to push Vitas because if someone owns a PS3, right, then like, you know it's cool if you have if you own both. You buy both, whatever. But like doing that kind of shit is actually a bad idea. But on the other hand, you have like something like PlayStation All Stars, which I still think shouldn't have it's shouldn't be on Vita. But uh, but that might that might actually help sell Vitas. But then you have a game like Guacamelee that should probably only be on Vita. And like you need to, they need to make. In other words, they need not everything needs to play on both of them if they want to sell these things. True, but it's one of these things of is is Sound Shapes a system seller? Is Guacamelee a system seller? Not on their own, but yeah, but, but call what Colin's saying is that if, if is that if enough of them were were exclusive to one, then it could become. 
a system seller. Yeah, like you need to have a robust catalog of games. If you're taking all these games and you're like, well, like the three games we just mentioned are also on PS3. If you own a PS3, then those three games are not going to compel you to buy, you know, buy that system. And by the way, those three games are going to be pretty good. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, played Guacamelee, played Sound Shapes a bunch of times. We played All Stars. They're good games. So I just think that they need to, they need to, they need to connect to each other, but they need to have their own little hemisphere. Sure, there do need to be games that don't go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason I own a PS3 and an Xbox, right? Because there are certain games I can only sure. get on one or the other. Sure, if sure, I could sure. get every game on one, I would only own one. But I, I, I think, I think there's when you talk about that, I think there's there are those games that are those touchstones that are. Assassin's Creed is a great example. There is a Exclusive, real Assassin's Creed game on the Vita. That's true. If, 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 if Sound no, Shapes, PS3, and, and Vita were totally different games, like or that there was like a totally different hook to them, then I'd want both. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's going to be looking at the Sound Shapes and be like, oh man, I have to buy Okay, okay, that's it. a bad example. And I, and I do think Sound Shapes will be better on the Vita for the strict purpose of Vita is a, head, a headphone system. You want to hear every beat, you want to hear every sound, whereas like you may, you don't get that when you're playing at home on but, a team. But creating that ecosystem is important. And I true, think that, like, true, true. They need to give Vita games that are only on the Vita. Like, now we know why Sound Shapes was delayed. I mean, like now we know because they were porting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the reason it was delayed. That game was supposed to come out when the game when the system launched. It's still coming out soon, but now we know why. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like meanwhile, that the Sound Sound Shape, frankly, could have been really, you know, used early on in the in the Vita's life. You know. Yeah. And now we're now we're entering a fucking dark summer. You know, where there are going to be no Vita games. Wait, how about Zen Pinball Two coming up? It's coming. Yeah, but these are little. I mean, we need you know Sunflowers is going to be dope. We talked about all these games. Yeah. So more as a port and stuff like, but like we need we need dopeness. When's Persona 4? Um, I played a version of it that's not even translated. Not so I don't soon, know. then. Yeah. Not soon is the answer there. I mean, it's not even out, I don't think, in Japan yet. Right? I don't know. Persona 4? Persona 4 Gold? Oh, you mean... I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Yeah, you're right. On Vita. Yeah. I'm thinking Persona 4. Whatever, I'll be quiet. PS2. It's been out for a while on PS2. Yeah, it came out in 2008 on PS2. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, you got anything else to say? No, I mean, I, I think I think Sony's press conference was strong. I think that out of the first parties, they easily won. But yeah, I think you, you can't deny Ubisoft's tour de force. Yeah, and I think it's actually quite impressive. Ubisoft has not Ubisoft has always had good games, but like they they seem more relevant than ever. Yeah. and I think that that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, Anthony, uh, I think that uh, in general that you're right. Sony had the best conference out of all of them, even if I, I didn't feel like any of the conferences were particularly amazing. Sure, I agree with that. But I also felt like this was the year where where the most impressive booths at E3 were not the not the console manufacturers they were totally third party people whether it was like PC like the Wargaming booth was huge and it's like those dudes had like nothing two years ago or Ubisoft or you had you know just all kinds of other third party publishers were like well you guys own the show now it's like not Microsoft Sony anymore Word. And, it, and it is the calm before the storm I'll say next year is going to be, it'll be, year be it'll be next year will be bonkers yeah because we'll, we'll finally have played you know I'm sure PS4 and Durango it's one of those things I mean like that. Vita they're going to continue to support it I wouldn't be surprised if you know Germany and Japan all had Tons of you, the stuff coming out of this. Sure, yeah. I hope so. I yeah. really do. Yeah, we might see. It might, we might be having a totally different conversation. Oh, and another year. dumb move that I'm not happy with, and I guess it doesn't matter much to us because we'll get games early. Hopefully, knock on my leg. Is that uh, Assassin's Creed Three and uh, Liberation coming out the same day? Yeah, come on now. I want to focus on one, then I want to focus on the other. I don't want to split my time back and forth. Play one on the train. Yeah, that's a whiny baby complaint. It is. It's a Greg Miller problem. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 243. I believe is what it was. Thank you, Shuhei. Thank you, Clements. Thank you, Goldfarb. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Colin. Remember, follow IGN on Twitter at IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Anthony is chuff money. Uh, Shuhei Yoshida is USP. Goldfarb is Garfep. Uh, Ryan is Plum Cider. I got everybody in. Yay! Um, send questions to beyond at IGN.com. Next week, big news. We're moving to our first ever official. We're moving the show to Tuesdays, so you only have to wait a couple days until the next time Beyond comes around. Be we will have marinated on things and have some more. Oh stuff. man, I'm gonna marinate so hard and everything. Beyond! Beyond. <laughs>